grace and peace to you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Creator, our Savior, our Sustainer. My name is Ken Carter, and I serve, have the joy of serving as the resident bishop of the Florida Conference of the United Methodist Church. We are offering this worship service to you, we the appointed cabinet, uh, on Labor Day weekend. It's intended to be uh, offered by churches on September 6th, but you may uh, decide to share it on another day and you may be worshiping on another day. Exodus 20 verse 11 tells us that God made the heavens and the earth in six days, and on the seventh day God rested. Literally, on the seventh day, God caught God's breath. That is the origin of our Sabbath day. The Sabbath is a day of rest and recovery. And so we hope this service is a gift to musicians, technicians, worship leaders, pastors who have faithfully been offering worship to the Lord over these several months of the pandemic. We hope that this is a time for you to catch your breath, uh, and we want to thank you for your faithfulness. As we think about catching our breath, we also pause to remember in this time those doing essential work on our behalf to make our lives and, and uh, our everyday lives possible. Uh, sometimes that essential work is risk-taking work. We also pause to remember in this pandemic those uh, who are on ventilators uh, and who suffer greatly. Florida, our state, has had over 500,000 persons to test positive for this virus and over 8,000 persons to die from this virus. And we pause to reflect uh, on uh, the words this summer, I can't breathe, words that remind us uh, of the racism that is a reality uh, and the work of anti-racism that is our journey. And so we offer this worship service to you to glorify God, to allow you to catch your breath and to reflect on the goodness, the mercy, the providence, and the salvation of God. Greetings and happy Lord's Day to all who are joining us for worship this morning. We are good to have you with us. I'm Reverend June Edwards. I'm the superintendent of the North Central District, home of some of the most beautiful natural resources that are found in this state, as well as, of course, the great University of Florida and Gator Wesley Campus Ministry, the Warren W. Willis Youth Camp and the Life Enrichment Center, as well as 86 fabulous churches who are serving faithfully in mission throughout the various contexts in which they are located. As Bishop Carter shared in his introduction, we are providing this worship service as a way to offer a time of rest to all of the pastors and musicians, staff, technicians, and others who have been faithfully serving week after week in order to bring worship to you in this time of global pandemic. We know it has been exhausting, and we are glad to help provide this support as a cabinet to each of you.
And so it seemed a theme of, of Sabbath was especially fitting for this worship service today. You know, Sabbath was so important that it was included in the law, or the Torah, the Ten Commandments, by which the people of Israel were to be defined. The text this morning that you heard read already is a part of the Torah instruction. If you look closely, you will see that the first three commandments have everything to do with God, that there's only one God, that uh, you should have no other gods or idols or anything that you value more than God, and that whenever you speak the Lord's name, you should speak it with honor and reverence because just being able to say God is the most precious gift that we can have. And so then you find the, the last six commandments that tell us about ourselves and how we are to live and how we are to treat others. We're to honor our parents. We are to not commit murder or adultery or to lie or to steal or to uh, have, be wanting other people's goods and belongings. The linchpin, in my opinion, is the fourth commandment which is to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. You see, if we remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, God knew that if we took time and stopped, that we could focus ourselves and our lives back on God. And then as we heard God and listened to God and found our life in God, then naturally we would turn toward how we are treating others. In fact, um, you, by honoring our parents and, and treating one another well, it puts our lives back in order. You know, Jesus' summary of the greatest commandment was that of loving God and neighbor. And of course, he was right on point there. And so to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy puts our lives in right order. In fact, in God's design, the Sabbath is the critical piece for living out our lives as God's people in the world. For the people of Israel, keeping Sabbath was about as serious as one could get. In fact, if you read closely, you will see that to violate the Sabbath, the punishment was death. If you have participated in the Summer in the Scripture reading through the Gospels with Bishop Carter this summer, you can't help but notice that a big point of contention between the religious leaders and Jesus was what could and could not happen on the Sabbath. For Jesus was healing people on the Sabbath. And whether it was in a, in a home, on a roadside, or in the synagogue— and they took great issue and exception because they had their own rules and regulations and had determined exactly what was appropriate for our behavior on the Sabbath. And so Jesus' response to this was, remember, the Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. And it was a reminder to us that the Sabbath is God's gift to us. I once read an article about the purpose and function of architecture. It was during a time when I was serving a church that was undergoing uh, a big building and expansion project. Maybe because my, my husband's a, a contractor that it really caught my attention, but I really had never thought before about what an architect does. And the article went on to say that an architect takes empty space, air, and designs a building and a structure 
in such a way that it defines the space and the, perp and the building for a particular purpose, where life is to be lived out meaningfully and purposefully and productively there. I would say God, the, the architect of our world and our lives, and in fact all of life, has defined the space of Sabbath in a particular way. It's the space that we enter into to learn how to live with God and with one another. Sabbath says stop, pay attention to your life, to your relationship with God and with one another, and your connection with the world around you and all of creation. In fact, the beauty and wonder of creation, which, which is what helps us name the context of our lives. Literally, this, this space and this structure of Sabbath defines how we live and move and ultimately directs us toward the one that gives our life meaning. Sabbath is the means by which we are to stop, to look around, to remember that it is God that made us, that we're not create the creators of our own lives. In fact, that God is the one that said to stop, and in fact, the scripture tells us that God, God's self, stopped and rested. So Sabbath for us is to remember who is God, and we are not God. And in fact, it tells us that God is not a workaholic. God worked six days and rested on the seventh. We should take note and we miss that important point at our peril. So Sabbath is the means by which God helps us get a hold of ourselves and our lives, and thus we become the healed, whole, and holy people that God intended us to be. So within the structure of Sabbath, we discover that it is sacred and holy space that God invites us to enter into so that we can find rest and renewal and refreshment, so that we can be refocused for the next six days to come. You know, I can't imagine that any architect would design a building for people to just stand outside and look at and observe. Rather, they invite us to come in. And this, the same is true with God. And even worse, can you imagine an architect designing a building that is not even noticed and that we pass on by. What a waste and what a complete dismissal of the means by which we could enter into a space and discover the beauty and wonder of its perfect intention. And that is God's use of Sabbath place. I've just returned from renewal leave myself, an extended Sabbath of sorts. And I recognize I'm grateful for the time and the space to be able to do this. And I also came to see how much I needed rest and renewal. We spent good time with our children and, and grandchildren and did it by safely distancing and following all of the guidelines that we have to follow right now. But I was able to hold and feed and change and, and bathe and sing to our infant granddaughter and how life-renewing that is. I prepared and we shared meals together with family and, and friends. I sat on the porch in the mountains and listened to the water sing in, in the stream nearby. 
and the most beautiful bird song, I would say of my favorite bird that I have never laid eyes on before and watched in amazement the constantly changing view of the mountains, depending on the position of the sun and the sky or the size and the number of the clouds. We found time to be at the beach and, and I watched as a, a dog uh, being released from its leash jumped and ran and leapt with just pure unleashed joy. I watched the dolphin roll offshore and children who set up the most amazing ice cream shop in the sand and a dad who needs to get first prize, the golden cup, for eating every last exotic ice cream sundae that they prepared for him. My husband looked over it to me and, and he said, did you know sand moves? I said, what? He said, yes, at first I thought that there were insects in the sand causing it to move. But as he lay there and just watched the clumps of sand as the water evaporated from him, they began to crumble and fall apart. And he just said, and the sand is moving out there all the time. That's being able to stop and rest and notice. My mind and my spirit and my body found healing as I soaked in the life-giving water of the ocean. And as I became connected again to creation, one of the most powerful ways to experience Sabbath. Finding and entering Sabbath is the means that God gave us for entering fully into the space of the life that God designed for us, that, that structure, if you will. It is truly the pivotal connection between our relationship with God and neighbor. In the Jewish tradition, Sabbath begins on Friday evening with worship. The Jewish theologian and philosopher Abraham Heschel said of, of the people of God and of Sabbath, it was as if a whole people were in love with the seventh day. That's our challenge as a people of God, to be in love with the structure and the idea and the space of Sabbath that God has given us. As, as the people of, of Israel and in Jewish tradition, when they gather together, they, they remember and they are remembered back together. And each of our lives individually and communally are put back together. You know, there is intention about observing the Sabbath. The, the words in scripture say, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. In these strange times, we are all yearning to be back in a physical structure, a building, this place we call a sanctuary. But do not forget that the, that is not the space that I'm talking about here. The space that I'm talking about that God has created for us cannot be defined by just a building. It's the space we enter into as we focus our lives upon God. So yes, we want to get back to church, but God has given us this gift, this gift of time to discover that we can worship differently and in many different ways, whether it's virtually, whether it's outside, or whether it is spaced far apart um, inside a building. God has said that there is far more to worship and Sabbath than gathering in a building. God has given us the space and the time of Sabbath, and it is a good gift. 
And now, especially, we have the opportunity to reclaim that gift and to learn what it means to sit with God and family and friends, whether in person, safely, or virtually, through the miracle of technology, so that we can listen for God and watch for God in order that we can learn to love like God. On this Labor Day weekend, we honor and pray for all of those who work long hours to provide food and shelter and protection and resources for us all. And we pray for those who struggle to find Sabbath rest this day. And we pray for those who have been displaced through loss of their job and their income. Yet we have this promise for us all that as we remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, as we draw close to God and one another, we find that healing and wholeness and holiness that is God's gift for all of us. So on that seventh day when God rested, may you on the seventh day find rest. And may your Sabbath be full and blessed this day. Amen. Amen.